with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota Wide stretch run to Mostert, gets the edge left, cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and a most yards Now listening to the Fourth and Gold podcast with Javi and Fern. Try to do what's right and not be affected by any of that. And it's just been interesting to watch. And sure glad that it's over. I'm glad that we got our guy. I'm glad we feel so good about it. And um, I'm just pumped to get him here. All right, we are back. Welcome to the Fourth and Gold podcast. This is Javi. That is Fernando. We are back with another edition of the pod. It's been a while. Uh, busy, busy, yeah. busy on my end, busy on your end. Kids, <laughs> marriage, uh, you know, the weather in Texas. We had like some crazy tornado type action going on it last Friday. scary. You sent me those pictures. That shit looked crazy. <laughs> Pretty nuts. But uh, happy late Memorial Day to our, well, our lost veterans. I am a veteran, as everyone knows. Uh, shout out to the guys that I served with who are no longer with us we want to thank them for their service and the ultimate sacrifice um this is the for the go podcast four niners have been busy uh otas were last week but before we get to that friend how you been man what's going on man i'm good i'm good i mean i wish uh wish my my boy anthony davis could stay healthy but we'll see we'll see what happens tonight with my lakers but overall uh, things are good, man. I can't complain. There's a lot of family time this weekend. Weather was pretty crappy here in Pennsylvania, but I'm just uh, I'm happy we're talking Niners because I kept looking through that Twitter feed and everything that's been uh, been popping off, and I'm like, well, I can't wait. We got to get on the mic. So here yeah. we are. So the Niners did sign a wide receiver, uh, Andy Jones, not Julio Jones. Um, very <laughs> anticlimactic. Shout out to my guy Jason Aponte for. Yeah, I saw that we got Jones, and I'm like, what? And then. I looked at it underneath. It was Andy Jones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, asshole. <laughs> a little different. A little different. He got me though. I, I I didn't admit it, but he got me for sure. Yeah. So let's let's get into it, man. Four Niners had their OTAs last week. Um, you know, it was all the buzz was Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. That's all that's going to be the talk of this offseason. It's all been a talk since basically week two of the season. It's been the quarterback position, and it's not going to stop until the Four Niners figure out what they're going to do at QB one, whether it is Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. Whatever is best for the team is all I care about as long as the court, the 49ers are winning games. Um, anything that stood out to you at the, with the press conferences from Kyle or the players? Anything that stood out? Yeah, you know what? I, I would say it's, uh, you know, the confident Jimmy Garoppolo probably stood out real nicely. As well as just, you know, as you hear, you know, Fred Warner. I mean, yeah. oh my gosh. And then that guy... He talks the talk. He walks the walk. I mean, I, I loved hearing him talk about just get him getting better. But I think the biggest thing more than anything was, uh, you know, Jimmy was was fielding some questions, bro. I mean, they were coming at him. And and as you would imagine, you know, professional Jimmy just handled it like a pro. And I liked it. He had a little swagger to him. Like he's he's embracing this. And and rightfully so. I mean, this is this is a big deal for him coming the coming up this year, uh, fighting for that job. I mean, this is this is big for his career, whether it's with the 49ers in the future or not. And this is a big deal for him. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, Jimmy, I mean, there would no one asked him anything other than Trey Lance questions. Except oh my for gosh, right? Grant, you know, Grant Cohn asked about his knee and if he's wearing a brace and how his ankle was, and he answered those. Obviously, hey, he's he's been healthy for a while. The knee brace thing will be something that he kind of, you know, goes even apologize. Yeah, he apologized. He was like, "I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm throwing you guys off." He's like. <laughs> What the fuck? This guy's so yeah, nice. He's a hard guy to dislike. Like the person yeah. himself is a, you know, I would have a beer with that guy. Right. For sure. Um, but Jimmy, I think the the biggest thing with Jimmy, you brought it up the confidence, but let's, let's uh, hop into one of these questions I was asked. I think it was Cam Inman um, who asked the question. It was kind of <laughs> like, it kind of threw me off and I'm listening to it. Like, I'm like, this was kind of like an asshole. Question, it was. Right? I, I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> This guy, but hey, you, you know, it, but I, you know, since I've been doing this podcast thing, I've been kind of begging the local beat writers to kind of be more aggressive in some of the questions. Like, hey, let's get Fair. something else out of these players. And Jimmy answered it as best he could, but let's get to the question. It was pretty, pretty nuts. Jimmy, so I don't want to beat this to death, but uh, I mean, just spelling this out, you know, they, they have drafted a guy they want to replace you probably sooner rather than later, given their investment. They've talked about, you know, that they've looked into trading you. I mean, I assume, how could you not have hard feelings and how do you reconcile that with like, I'm still here and, and maybe if I, you know, play my very best, uh, they won't be able to, you know, do what they want to do. Well, I mean, there's a, if you start thinking about all those things, especially as a quarterback, I mean, you're going to be in tr some trouble. I got enough things to worry about just with the offense and things like that, uh, trying to improve things here and there. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're here playing football. And so that's what I love to do. I love to go out there, be with the guys, win football games. I mean, that's what I do. And so it's um, it's one of those things that <clears throat> the situation is what it is. It's not it's not changing. So you just try to make the best of it. And uh, the way I do that, I attack each day and, you know, just try to put my best foot forward. Put your best foot forward. And I, the thing that really got me, he said it twice in the interview, um, his press conference. I'm going to go out there and win games. That's <laughs> what I do. He said it twice and he said it was kind of like, hey, fuck you guys. Like, I'm still here. It. You know, and I, it, it kind of made me like, all right, Jim, you know, I called him Spicy Jimmy in our in our title for the podcast. Like he had some spice to him. And I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I do. I think Jimmy's going to buckle under you know, some pressure from the rookie. I don't know, maybe, or is this going to elevate his game and make it tough for the 49ers to make a decision next year? Ultimately, I think the Niners still move on, you know, cause you've, you've made that large investment in the rookie quarterback. Sure. But you brought it up last pod, you know, Jimmy's not, Jimmy's kind of interviewing for everyone else. You know, if he plays well, someone else may fork up that fourth, first round pick, maybe the early second round pick and get himself another contract elsewhere. So he, he has to do this, right? He has to be competitive. He has to show, you know, the toughness, the mental toughness. And he's a pro. And I think that what I took away from his press conference was he's a pro's pro. Like he, he gets it. Exactly. Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway. I mean, we, we knew going into this, Jimmy, Jimmy's a pro. And this was a situation where Jimmy could have said, trade me now, trade me, made it public, get me out of here. That's what you want to roll with. And fine. I don't want to be a part of this, but instead you know, he understands um, the severity and, and what this season means for him. And now he's in a place where he's got legitimate, he's got someone breathing down his neck, right? Legitimate athlete, a legitimate quarterback that 
everyone, you know, a lot of 49er fans are going to be cheering for every, whether it's an interception that he throws. I mean, people are, I mean, Jimmy knows what this means, this selection. Mm -hmm. And for him to embrace it and say, look, you know, now I'm here to compete. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to go out here and win games because that's what I do. I, I mean, He's ready for it. He knows what this means. This is an audition for the entire league, and he wants to put the 49ers. I mean, not playing well doesn't do him any good, right? I mean, his stocks are already relatively low. He needs to go out there and ball and and really make the 49ers sweat this one out. And if we do that, if he does it, then great. I mean, by by all stretch of the imagination, that means we're winning the games, right? If he's out there balling, we're going to win yeah. games. And you know, really where are we at then at that point? And the Niners are still setting themselves up to move on from him, but he's going to make it really tough um, from a fan base perspective, knowing Jimmy's balling and we're winning games and to be able to move on from him. He's going to, he's going to increase his own value. And that's really what this is for. This is going to compete and increase his value. So it's a win-win in all honesty for us. And uh, But I love, I love his demeanor. I mean, just the question he was asked, uh, he didn't even roll his eye. Like I, I, I am not prepared. Like if someone asked me that question about, yeah. Hey, the Niners want to move on. I would have rolled my eyes and been like, Oh my God, this guy straight face just <laughs> handles all those fucking questions and just kept it moving. I, I, I tip my hat to Jimmy on that one. I mean, I, I he was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. He had, he did, he did, like we said, like we said, he's a pro's pro with the situation. Um, you know, you talked about, he could have asked for a trade. I think he kind of insinuated it. In one of the questions right before this, the, the piece we showed uh, Matt Mayoko asked him when we first talked to head coach Kyle Shanahan after the trade was made, he said he called you and that you were understandably pissed that you weren't thrilled about it. Can you take us back to what your emotions were like? Was there ever a time that you considered asking for a trade or anything like that um, in the ensuing time after? And he said, Jimmy said, well, when it initially happened, there's a million emotions that go on throughout your head and you think of all possible scenarios and things like that. But at the end of the day, I want to play football. I want to go out there and win games. That's what I do. That was the second time he said that. That That's what I that's what I do, win games. Um, so, you know, I think Jimmy insinuated, like, you know, probably crossed his mind, you know what, fuck this, get me out of here. You don't <laughs> want me. You just, you just spent two first-round yeah. picks and a third to go get a guy. You know, I've been, my name's been ran through the mud, you know, from the fan base to the media to beat writers, you know, and no one's really said anything the otherwise um, to kind of defend him. So, you know, shout out to Jimmy, man. Like he, he did his thing. You know, I've been critical of him as a passer, like as the quarterback of the 49ers. And most of it is most of my concern has always been with his inability to push the ball downfield and look sure. outside the numbers when he's throwing the ball. And that's a legitimate concern because the stats back that stuff up, right? The numbers, the numbers aren't going to lie here. Absolutely. And then, you missed 23 games. You know, that's, you missed almost half the time you've been here. That, that doesn't help. You know, Kyle Shanahan's not trying to, Kyle Shanahan's still under 500 as a head coach that's with right. a Super Bowl appearance. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> so you, you gotta, you know, it, it, we've talked about it privately and on the show. The Niners want to win now. They want to win consistently and they can't count on a guy who's been hurt consistently. So I, he gets it. The team gets it. They're ready to do some things. So I, I thought I thought Jimmy handled himself well. I thought the Niners, all the players, had handled themselves well with the situation because you know George going to keep getting asked about it. You know, a whole bunch of other guys are going to be asked about the situation week in and week out. Yeah, you know, I thought it was really really interesting. You know, the obviously Jimmy went in there knowing he was going to get 
every single question was either going to be about his health and or Trey. I mean, and he knew that going into this, that's what everyone's going to talk about. And like you said, that's what everyone's going to continue to talk about through the course of the season. As long as he's a starter, it's going to be, well, how long, how long until this young kid comes up? And I thought it was interesting, all the questions regarding their relationship and how I, I mean, he, Jimmy was very transparent, like, Hey, I'm not trying to be anything but me. I'm, I'm going to let this thing happen naturally. I'm not, I'm not pressing the issue here. We'll form a relationship as time goes on, but mm-hmm. I love how everyone wanted, everyone kept pressing for more on that. And he's like, no, like it, it's got to be natural. It's got to be natural. Like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm putting this guy, you know, right under my under my wing. And I'm just now he's my boy. And like, no, we're we're in a group, you know, really good quarterback room. And they're out here and everyone's competing. And Jimmy's all about I'm putting my best foot forward. And he said that a, a few times. And and you really believe it because it, it felt very genuine from him. He didn't yeah. act like hey, he was taking this guy. I'm going to teach him. And like he said, look, we're going to get a relationship when we get a relationship. And and we're just going to go out here and keep working. So I loved it. He was he was just he handled that as well as any human being could possibly handle that. Yeah. Do you think he do you think he feels the pressure? I mean, Nick Definitely. Mullins and CJ Beathard weren't going to push him. Right. I That's, mean, regardless of what some other people thought Nick Mullins was, you know, this guy that could take over for Jimmy Garoppolo. I never believed it. No, we talked about man. it plenty of times on the show. We've talked about it privately in no world is Nick Mullins on the same level as Jimmy Garoppolo. Like they put some respect, at least put some respect on Jimmy's name. Like, come on, we're not doing this with an undrafted guy who can hardly see the field. You know, he made one or two really good throws in his time with the Niners. Thank you, Nick Mullins, but you're not Jimmy Garoppolo. And it just, right. it just kind of threw me off how that stuff was. I think, I think Jimmy is welcoming the competition and I think he's going, I think he's going to, I think he might rise up through all this. Yeah. Look, he's got no choice, right? He's got it. He's absolutely has to embrace this pressure. He has no choice and it's all going to be really tough for him. I mean, he's, he's going to deal with this for the first time where he's the guy who's trying to keep his job, right? I mean, he wasn't taking Tom Brady's job, you know, that, that wasn't going to go down. Um, that obviously didn't go down, but now he's got a young stud or hopefully a stud that will absolutely push him. Because he's got to go out there and he's got to be better. And he knows he needs to be. And, and I think he's mentioned that, you know, he's going to continue to keep working on his craft and keep working and working. And at the end of the day, it, it hey, go out there. And if you start throwing the rock and we're throwing touchdowns and we're winning football games, then let's ride with it. But until until Trey goes out there and beats him, you know, Jimmy's Jimmy's the quarterback right now. And, and look, I mean, he's got the right demeanor. I mean, he's handling this exactly the way he should right now. Embrace it. Embrace the competitiveness. Embrace the challenge to try and continue to earn your spot because that's what the NFL is all about. Like, you got to go out there and earn it every single year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's get to the other quarterback, um, Trey Lance. And Trey Lance is... You know, we talked, you know, I, I was not the biggest. I mean, I like Trey Lance throughout the draft process. I had my questions and my concerns about him throughout the process. Is there anyone else did? Um, you liked him more than I did, but he was the, ultimately the selection. Um, Kyle Shanahan was also asked about Trey Lance. Let's get to that piece. Um, that way we can break this down as well. But yeah. I thought it was pretty telling on how Kyle spoke. What have you thought about Lance just from the time you've been with him? everything that you you expected um yeah i mean as a person definitely i mean the player you know the ability that he has and you see that on tape you don't really come and look at it as you know from a coaching standpoint like each day like how do you do today is he that good is he not it's you more you want to get to know the guy i got 
an idea of who I think the person is and um, being with him these last two weeks, he's been everything that we hoped him more. Um, I think he's a very smart kid. He's a very humble kid. I think he's a very natural leader. I think the guys have gravitated to him and it's been fun to throw a lot at him. You know, you do it for two days in rookie mini camp and to watch him just take it all in. I mean, from how he calls a play in the huddle to how he takes a snap under center to how he stands in shotgun to how he does everything, it's new. Um, we're asking him to do something different and to just absorb all that in uh, so, and to still handle yourself the right way, to me, that is impressive. And that's what I've expected from him and haven't been disappointed in that. And that's why I'm thankful to get OTAs and stuff because that's why OTAs, I try not to judge too much with anybody. You throw so much at people and it's so how much can they soak in? And they go through a lot of highs and lows in those nine practices. And then they get away for 40 days. They kind of get to figure out what they just went through, um, how to do it on their own. And then they come back to training camp and you see what you really got. One, I love Kyle Shanahan. By the oh, way. yeah. He oh, always yeah. got the best hats. I was just going to say, that hat is, oh, my gosh. I need that. I need to uh, <laughs> Always has the best hats. And I, always, I learned something new about how he sees football and how he evaluates quarterbacks or players and a whole bunch of stuff, the way he breaks things down. I appreciate his honesty, for the most yep. part, as honest as he can be, right? Like, he can't just spill the beans all the damn time. But... Um, I thought it was telling, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing that caught me is when he said, um, with Trey Lance, I think he's a very natural leader. I think guys have gravitated, gravitated to him and it's been fun to throw a lot at him. You know, previously, I want to say before OTAs, there was a little bit of report that, you know, Trey had been, um, learning the playbook pretty quickly. He had learned a whole bunch of stuff pretty quickly. And that was kind of throughout the draft process that he was one of the smartest guys, um, in the draft as at the quarterback position. So I would expect him to have a good chunk of the playbook down. I don't expect him to know everything, right? I don't expect him to know everything in the the next six weeks, seven weeks, but I expect him to know a chunk to where if they need to have him ready to be the backup, right? Like at this point, if Jimmy's QB one, you need Trey to be ready because Jimmy can go down any minute, right? So you still need Trey to be ready. So you're prepping him as a backup quarterback right now. So he's going to have to know the playbook. Um, and I, I just thought it was, I thought it was just, I thought it was outstanding. And you, I think what Kyle said about being in the huddle, working out a shotgun, working out of under center is the same thing I had when I had spoken to the gentleman from North Dakota state. He said, that's what they do in North Dakota state. Long mm-hmm. plays in the huddle. He has to do the check protections at the offensive line. He has to read the defenses. He's got to go through a whole bunch of progressions. Like he is one of the more, I guess, NFL ready quarterbacks, like our guy, Eric Crocker had mentioned, it brought up me and him work through some film yeah, you know, he he might be ready week one if the opportunity is there, right? But yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of getting excited. I'm on the, like the – I'm trying not to be super hype about it, but I can't help it sometimes. Get hype, bro. Get hype. Look, I mean, there was moments during that um, Kyle Shanahan, you know, as he's taking questions where I, I, I felt like a little excitement from him. He kept a stone, you know, he, he was very stone faced about it and answered it in a, a great way. But there were some, like you mentioned, some things that he, he talked about, you know, how he handled himself in the huddle, people gravitating that, that gets you smiling a little bit. And you're like, okay, that's our kid. But he, again, he handled it poker face mm-hmm. and all and said those things. So he spoke highly of him talking about the player, the person that he is, as he's getting to know him. I loved uh, the question, there was a question regarding uh, Trey's mechanics and, you know, overthrowing and getting, you know, throwing an interception and then was asked, you know, what do you, what do you say to him after something like that? And his response I thought was, was incredible. You know, I, I just in general for a coach to be able to be like nothing, like, 
talking about letting this guy work through things. Like he's not going to be in his ear nitpicking his mechanics every single throw. He's going to allow him mm-hmm. to work through that. And how awesome is that as an employee of the 49ers organization to have a coach who's not going to overcoach, right? He's going to let you, he's going to let you get your feet underneath you, throw the balls. Look, I mean, it happens. Um, you make an errand throw here and there. And he's not, he's not all over Trey for those types of things. Get that elbow, do this, drop it, take that step. No, he's just going to let this kid work through it. And I love it. So Trey, Trey's going to be able to play free. He's going to be able to make some mistakes. But the big thing is, as he absorbs and learns. And that's really what the Niners want him to do. Absorb, learn, how much can you retain? And then let's go out on the field and, and try and execute some of those things that we're teaching you. So, I mean, I, I loved everything about Khan. Like you said, it, it just gets you really hyped and, and getting into his brain a little bit of how he coaches and how he sees the game and what he expects from his players. I, I, I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. The question was... Um, Trey Lance threw an interception on 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 a pass in seven on seven that was a little high. Then he's had another pass that was almost picked that was a little high again. I know it's not a concern in May, but when he does miss high, what do you see from him mechanically? And you said it, nothing. Yeah. Kyle said, I'm watching where the ball's going. We don't judge a guy's mechanics every time he throws. That would drive a guy crazy. We just try to teach him and get the ball to the right spot. Usually it has to do where he where your feet are. If you're in your feet under you, and throwing it on time. So that's just stuff you want to want them to work through and get better at. But there's no secret to, hey, if you just do this so it won't be high, we'll let you write about that. But that's not yeah. how I'm coaching. You know, and it's Kyle's getting tired of the, some of the stuff with these questions. It's like, what do you, I mean, you're going to expect, you're going to, a guy's going to throw high a few times in practice. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's going to happen, right? Um, a guy's going to throw with interceptions in practice. That's, that's something that's going to happen. You know, I didn't make a big deal about Jimmy Garoppolo's five interceptions. In practice, you know, they went they went to the Super Bowl that year, right? That's right. You know, sometimes That's you right. you know, I think I think Kyle had brought it up that year, you know. Um, you know, Jimmy's trying to do things that he would do only do in practice, right? He's not gonna try to do these these things in a game. Like this is just hey, let me see if I can fit it in here. Let me see if I can do this, let me see if I can do that. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm not too concerned about it. Mechanically, I think I think there's gonna be some stuff that's gonna get cleaned up with Trey. He's, you, you know, if you go back to his early 2019 stuff, throwing like throwing mechanics, they've changed significantly, you know, and since since then, um, you know, his feet are pretty damn good. So there's they'll be, they're, they're fine. I, I'm not too concerned about it. Exactly. Neither am I. I think this is I mean, obviously, there's going to be a learning curve and he's going to make some mistakes. But the upside is just I mean, the ceiling on this kid's through the roof. And I'm really excited to see him grow into this offense because. I mean, there's just a lot of excitement around him right now. And 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 I think it's it's right to have that kind of excitement because now we're going to have this dual threat quarterback who can who can really improvise and make plays. And it's just a matter of time. And I'm glad that we're in this position with Jimmy because look, I mean, I, while I didn't expect it, let's let this kid earn it. Like go out there and earn it. Don't hand it right over earn it and and see what you can do and look we're, we're not going to let a quarterback injury derail us this year and i love that like hey we're not letting this happen again this has happened too many times we're gonna go out here we need to compete and we need to contend and they're ready for it so let's go i'm excited yeah absolutely I, I, that's the best thing compete get get going you know i i think we all know qb1 qb2 right now are likely to be Jimmy and Trey going into the season. If anything else comes up between feel, now and then, do you feel bad for Rosen at all? Like, is that no, like not like, at all. Like, <laughs> this guy? I I don't know, man. That I like. There's a stretch where I felt bad. I'm like, all right, Arizona, Miami, 49. Like, 
He's just getting Listen, buried in the death I just, charts. I, just, like, I, I never bought the I never bought the uh, Josh Rosen hype. You know, the Niners brought him in, and during the whole process leading up to the draft, well, well, they have Josh Rosen. Listen, Josh Rosen went from the Arizona Cardinals to Miami, where he hardly played. Then he got. Right. Then he was like, I don't know where he went. Disappeared for a little while. Then he was on the practice squad for Tampa. Couldn't make the regular fifty-three. Yeah, and you somehow expect him to be the backup <laughs> or a starter like this is not going to work yes he probably fits Kyle Shanahan's mold but that all goes back to what we talked about with the Mac Jones thing this echo chamber of Kyle loves this Kyle loves yeah. that Kyle wants to do this when in all actuality Kyle just gave you the big middle finger look I'm gonna go take the big six four athlete and I'm gonna go take this six three running back and I'm gonna go also go take this 335 pound right guard right like there's just there's just things that Kyle's evolving as a coach. And I think that's the best part about the whole situation. He's evolving. Oh right? yeah. He's, he's changing the way he's looking at things. Now we'll get in, we'll, we'll see how, how much he's evolved, but uh, I think it looks, it's going to be looking really good for, for the 49ers this, uh, in the 2021 season. Yes. Let's get to, I let's get to who I think the best player on the 49ers is the best player on the 49ers roster. Fred Warner. Yes. Uh, he said, I want to be a Niner for life when referencing his contract extension. Yes, Fred Warner is going into his fourth year of his rookie contract. Third, Former third-round pick, all-pro Fred, the best linebacker in football. It is not up for debate. Roquan Smith and uh, Darius Leonard, good players. They're not Fred Warner. Fred is the best linebacker in the game. He's going to be paid like the best Love linebacker it. in the game. On a scale of one to ten, how worried are you about this contract extension? Not at all. I'm not scared. I, I don't know what the number's going to be. I know it's going to be a high number, um, but I, I'm not nervous about it. And from Fred's demeanor, he's not nervous about it. I mean, he he looks like, hey, I'm out here. It's going to get done. It's a matter of time. The numbers have to make sense, um, and they will make sense. I mean, you you need that guy on your defense. I mean, he is vitally important to this defense everything he can do his knowledge his coverage i mean he is such an instinctual linebacker uh, linebacker and the niners need him and they know they need him and this is not a up for debate let's let's haggle let's see what we can do and like get that shit done lock it in move on and keep it moving because this kid is so good and everything about how he presents himself when he talks about getting better every day and, and continuing to work hard um i'm just I'm excited to see where this kid's going to be in, in, in five years from now, just the type of performer that he's going to be every Sunday for us for the next, for the next five plus years. So let's lock this contract and let's move on. Fred is a stud. Yeah. And coach Kyle Shanahan agrees. Um, Fred's a guy I plan on being here forever. You know, that's, I know people are trying to reference the whole DeForest Buckley <laughs> thing. It's, I was a, just it's, say that. it's a little bit of a different situation here. Um, this is a guy you're, you're, you're who are they going to replace him with, right? This is this is post-draft, right? Yeah, maybe you wait till next year and wait till he's a free agent. Maybe the price goes up after he gets his second All-Pro, right? You want to get this done now. You want to get this done this offseason. You want to get it out of the way. Um, question that was asked during OTA press conferences. Um, obviously, you guys got a lot of business done this offseason. It seems like the next big thing would be uh, linebacker Fred Warner. How much of a priority is it to get that done? Do you expect that to be something that you aim to get done before the training camp starts? Um, Kyle replied, I wouldn't say like an exact thing. I want to get it done personally. I kind of feel like I'd say the same about him as I did George Kittle when we were talking about it. I just see that kind of as a matter of time. I know it's not going into his free agent year or anything like that. So that's why I'm, it's not always on my mind. But Fred's a guy I plan on being here forever. 
and who has earned that, I'd be, I'd be surprised if that doesn't start sooner than later. I would also be surprised if that didn't start sooner than later. Oh, sure. You have, you know, one thing, you know, one thing the 49ers do have, they have a top five player at four different spots on their team, right? Nick Bosa, when he's healthy, top two, three defensive end. Fred Warner, top two, three linebacker. Trey Williams, top two left tackle. Uh-huh. And then George Kittle, top three uh, tight end. So the, the 49ers as a core have some really good blue chip players and you can continuously build around. Now you drafted Trey Lance, maybe he ends up being a top eight, you know, top 10 quarterbacks. And then you have a really strong, strong core. Um, the Niners have drafted well later in the draft, obviously Fred Warner being a hit um, and a guy that came out of nowhere, honestly, you know, I know when we were talking about that draft, I know you and I both like Darius Leonard and you liked uh, Edmonds who's in Buffalo. Now that's right. We kind of weren't really on the Fred thing. But no, I'll be honest. I wasn't, man. I wasn't what a either. Pick. What a like, pick. Yeah. Elite pick. And I, I kind of see him getting that 18 and a half million dollars a year. Like that's probably going to be the number. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be close. I mean, it'll be close. So it's It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, you know, what? again, that's what happens. You get a young guy who's that good. And that's what you got to pay for such an important position uh, to anchor this defense. And I loved it too. I mean, as as he's asked that, and he's like, "Look, I'm just focused on being the best player that he could possibly be." And you know, he's working on every facet of his game. I even love that somebody had to throw in a quarterback question, uh, Fred. Right? Like, you know, how's that locker room <laughs> as a captain? What do you think? And he's like, "Look, man, like, everyone's competing for a spot. We're a tight knit group. I mean, this is this is what we do. I mean, we're pros, and we're out here, you know." we're competing. We're competing with each other um, because everything's earned at that point. So I love it. I mean, no, you can't help yourself, but getting a, a quarterback, Jimmy Trey question thrown in there for, uh, for Fred, but uh, I love it. Fred's love just it. trying to mind his own business, trying to get his right. He's, just, that's all. He's like, he <laughs> wants his money. He wants to work hard. He wants to anchor that defense. <laughs> I did like um, some of his, um, you know, praise or I wouldn't say praise, but you know, it seemed like he's really confident in D'Amico. Um, you know, being there from when he he came into the league as a linebackers coach. I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for D'Amico as well to to you know be now the defensive coordinator and move on to a bigger role. And I like how he said. I mean, it's the same guy. It hasn't changed all of a sudden because his title's different. I mean, he goes out there with the passion that D'Amico Ryan's you know always brings, and uh, I, I like that passionate. He mentioned he's passionate and smart, so I'm excited to see D'Amico you know, run this, uh, run this defense. And he's got great players uh, on that side of the ball that he he'll be able to, uh, you know, to, to get that production that we're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with the Fred Warner contract, I guess we can, we can look at um, the top two guys, CJ Mosley at 17, a average annual value. And then Bobby Wagner at $18 million average annual value. Now CJ Mosley hasn't played in two years, so I don't really, I'm not going to count him as some type of bar to set, but Bobby Wagner has still been, has been one of the best linebackers of the last 10 years. Right? Yeah. How old is he now? Like, where are Bobby's we at with 29? Bobby? Like Bobby's been wow. kicking our ass. Bobby's been kicking our ass since 2012. Jeez. Like, He's got a contract coming up too. Yeah. So, so I, he, I think next year he his expires, but you know, I would assume that Fred's looking at 19 because if, if Bobby's getting 18 at 29 years old, Fred has got to be looking at 18 and a half, $19 million and guaranteed at signing. If CJ Mosley got 40, 
what is Fred going to get? Two, like CJ got that three years ago, two years ago. Fred's going to see 50 million guaranteed, right? 55 million guaranteed. I, I guess it's going to between his agent and the Niners to be like, all right, well, you know, if these guys are getting paid like that, I mean, what's Fred worth? You know, is, is Fred the best linebacker in football? And if he is the best linebacker in football or top three best linebackers in football, then he's going to get he, he's going to get a lot of guaranteed <laughs> money and it'll be in that 16 to 18 a year. Um, I'm interested to see how that one's structured. So that that's going to yeah. be a, a really interesting contract. Well, that's the guy he doesn't miss. Down. He doesn't miss a game. Like he doesn't miss games. He doesn't get knock hurt. on wood, baby. Knock on yeah. wood. That's right. With, with, this, with this damn team, you got to knock on wood. But um, yeah, I mean, there's no way. There's no way Fred doesn't see 85, 85 total value. Maybe 90 is total and, value. And I won't even be mad about it. Like that. That's a position that if you're gonna if you're gonna pay, then. These are the guys that I want. I want to break the bank for. I mean, these are the type of players that I want to do that. Um, you know, you talk about wide receivers and my, like, not not you know, not open the bank for wide receivers in that in that regard at that type of level. Mm-hmm. But for offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, like, let's go. You if you got a blue chip type of player, lock them in, lock them in, and and make it happen. So. I'm all yeah. about it. So then, you know, it'll be um, this. I, I get the, you know, to uh, reference um, the office where they had that little standoff in the lot in the in that room. <laughs> you got Darius Leonard on one side, Roquan Smith on another, Edmonds on the other, and Fred over here. Like they're all in the standoff. Who's gonna Who's gonna flinch first and get their extension done? Right? Nope. Um, because you had Roquan, Edmonds, Darius Leonard, and Fred Warner in that draft class. Fred is Fred and, and Leonard are up first because those guys weren't first round picks because they don't have a fifth year option. So they, those two are going to go first. So, you know, whoever wants to be the highest paid, it might be, you might last for maybe 20 minutes before the next contract. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yes, you absolutely. You pay Fred Warner. I'm not gonna do the hashtag pay Fred Warner this time. <laughs> that one's going to get done. I don't Kyle. If Kyle loves any player on this team, it's Jimmy Ward and Fred Warner. Like he loves those two guys. Like those are his guys, right? So I'm yep. not too worried. Um, let's get to last couple things here. Um, <clears throat> I had it all pulled up, and I'm messing around the computer while we're doing this. Um, no worries. Julio Jones continues to come up. The Niners have been linked to him. No one's really said anything for sure, for certain. It's four teams, the Niners, the Titans, the Ravens, and there's one more team in there. I still hold firm on what I said last time. Like, can you get them? Cool. Great. I would love to have them. But what are you paying in the long run? Like, do you, the Niners, are the Niners going to continue to stay aggressive? You know, they, they're aggressive in the draft. They went up from 12 to 3 to get their quarterback. Are they going to remain, remain aggressive to go get a, a, a wide receiver? Who he's 32 years old. Oh, Patriots are involved. Thank you, Rob mm. AP. Appreciate that. There we go. Thank you. So Patriots. So there's your fourth team, right? Will the Niners continue to stay aggressive this offseason and just say, you know what? Screw it. Because if the Rams had a first round pick, I'm sure they're sending it. If Seattle yeah. had a first round pick, I'm sure they would send it. But neither one of them do. The Niners don't either. Arizona does. Um that doesn't even that- that would blow my mind. AJ like, Green, what? Julio, and and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, it just to me, 
my biggest thing is like I said before, you know, the cost to acquire Julio may affect you long term, right? Sure. Yes, you, you give up the second round pick in 2022, but then you you know we still don't figure out we haven't figured out what we're gonna do after Alex Mack leaves, right? We're not we haven't figured out if Lake and Tomlinson is gonna get extended at left guard. What are you gonna do at right guard next year? Is Aaron Brooks gonna play left or right? What are we doing here? Mike McGlinchey hasn't been extended. He has his fifth year option. Got picked up. Are they going to extend him? You're gonna be looking at using assets there. We talked about the cornerback position. Red's on a one year deal. K1's on a one year deal. Kwaski's on a one year deal. You have a lot of these one year deals coming back up again next year, and you're gonna send another pick elsewhere that you could have used to flip into more picks. That second rounder maybe gets you another third or fourth rounder because you move back, right? Maybe that's how you kind of retool this roster. Those are things that kind of scare me with going after Julio. Now, if you get Julio, fuck it. We're all in. Like, this is it. This is this is the title. This is the window, right? That's it. But are you setting yourself up for failure the next two years without those assets? Yeah, that's I mean, that's the big thing here. And that's why, you know, I've I've said it from the get. I mean, this is this is that one call close type of thing. You're not you cannot go play arms race with other people and just start mortgaging your future to that type of degree. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I think I tweeted something about the the Seahawks current setup, right? They, they don't have a first and they've got some major decisions as a franchise to make right. Big contracts to potentially, you know, DK um, again, Bobby, what are they going to do with Bobby when his contract expires? You know, they've got some big decisions to be making, you are they Russ willing again too? They yeah, pay Russ again. And then you got Russ not too far down the line. So then you you've got to think, well, if I don't have a first this year, right, and then I, I give up a second or some combination of a second and something else maybe in our later year, these are these are critical. These next two years for the Seahawks are critical that they retool at a lot of positions because they haven't drafted well. And are they willing to to mortgage their future to get Julio and go after it? I think that is a part of that is let's keep him away from the Niners. Let's add him to our offense. Let's make our quarterback a little happier, yeah. mm-hmm. throw in some more weapons. But a part of that is we don't want the Niners to end up with this guy. Like, And look, <laughs> if if it becomes that kind of arms race, Kyle and John aren't going to go all in. They've got they've got their eyes. They've got this blueprint and they're they're tunnel visioned on this. If they, if they can get better and make some deals, they're going to do it. But they're, they've shown that. They're not necessarily willing to go all in and just just hey fuck it let's go pick whatever pick you want this is the guy you know they're they're not doing that right now and rightfully so like you said there's a lot of things up in the air for us as well and contracts and players we got to continue to fill out this roster in years to come so look that one call close this is what we got this is what we'll give you anything else see you later go ahead and you know what by all means Seattle continue to mortgage your future. And, you know, look, I mean, you, you got Russ and you'll have a really good offense, but we'll watch this franchise go back to what it was. You know, it seems like they've been really good for a really, really long time. But we all remember what the Seahawks look like, you know, prior to that amazing draft class that they've had, you know, for a few years where they just started killing it with Richard and Cam and all these guys, um, Earl. So they'll go back to to nothing and it's because they haven't drafted well and they have just continuing to push picks and push picks and send them elsewhere and they they won't be able to whereas we're we're going to we're going to do what we need to do and we'll be frugal when we need to be and we'll go in and push the chips in on the table when we have to and a Julio as much as I want him 
I don't think we have to go all in. It's not like not not like we're going to be sending a first just to go compete with somebody. Um, that's not us, and and I'm okay with that. If we can get Julio for that first deal that we have, whether that's the second or third, um, or third, I should say, then fine, let's do it. I'm all about it. I would love to see him on the offense, but no, nah, man, go ahead, guys, keep jack up that price because you know what, the league would be scared as shit to see Julio Jones on the 49ers with Kyle and Trey and Debo and Brandon and George. I mean, they'd be terrified as shit. So yeah, go ahead. I think Atlanta's trying to you know, utilize their, you know, the media thing like, hey, well, we have someone's already offered us the first round pick. Bullshit. If someone's done that, you would you would have sent someone off. You would have at least had the paperwork put in the preliminary thing, set it up for a post. Absolutely. Post There's no way one. they got a first on the table and they're just holding out. Like, yeah, what? like what do you what else? More, what more do you want now? Do they they don't want to look bad? Because remember, they, they sent a manual. I'm sorry. They, they sent Mohammed Sanu for like a second and a fifth to New England. Remember? Yeah, that's so what if they got less for Julio. They're going to look completely stupid. And but, they might. And they absolutely might. I mean, they might get pennies. On, I don't know. They're going to get pennies how, on the dollar. I mean, it's, it's going to be. So. I don't know. It, if Julio is a 49er, awesome. If he's not, also awesome. I don't want him to go to the Rams, obviously. And I don't want him I, to go to Seattle, obviously. I like him. I like him in Tennessee. I think that's a pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's a pretty cool fit. That's but, a dangerous fit. Yeah. AJ yeah. Brown. Derrick Henry. I was dying. Julio was Jones. it was it AJ Brown that was like what well, like kind of like why would he want to go to Baltimore when their quarterbacks are running back or like as, 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 as someone said something like why would he want to go there when their quarterbacks are running back like yeah I mean I wouldn't want to go to Baltimore all respect to all, all respect to Lamar Jackson and Lamar look and Lamar but he's just done, he's but. not he's not he's not the pastor that you want to have for Julio Jones and you know maybe Jimmy Garoppolo isn't that guy either but if you're gonna keep him around you want to if you this kind of goes back to what we talked about before. This might be the time to insert Trey as a starter because mm-hmm. if you can't succeed with Julio, Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle, then maybe you aren't the guy, right? And think about that too. Really just quick. from a yeah, from a quarterback position standpoint, um, think about what that says. You know, if obviously, you know, having Russell Wilson as your quarterback is a really big draw, right, for a wide receiver who you know is at the at the that last stretch of his career and he wants to go out there and compete and a big deal for him is going to be, I need a quarterback that's going to be able to get me the ball and Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson out of those quarterbacks, right. That are there. I mean, that's the most appealing guy that you'd want to go to. If you're just looking at quarterbacks alone, you didn't look at the rest of the team and you're like, all right, what quarterback do I want throwing me the ball? Yeah. I mean, Russ is, Russ is at the top of that list in all honesty. So that just says how important, Right, that quarterback position is for future free agents. When you have situations like this, where like, are you on that list where wide receivers want to go play for you when they're on a free agent or they get traded because they know, hey, that guy's gonna be able to get me the rock, and that's that's a big deal. And that's where it's you know, hey, Jimmy or Trey, like we need to step up too so that we look like, hey, you know, this isn't a team that's just gonna hand the ball off in the playoffs and just keep my quarterback throwing however many times, 10 times, I don't know, six, okay, six. So we want, we want to six of eight. Yeah. So we want a quarterback that people want to play for because, Hey, this guy's going to read the field. He's going to move around. He's going to make big plays happen. And that's what Julio's looking for. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what he wants, but I just don't, I don't see how Seattle really pulls that trigger unless they're just really scared of the Niners already. So, yeah. I don't. I don't think Seattle pulls the trigger. I don't think the Rams pull the trigger. I really think this might actually come down to the Niners and the Titans. Um, and either way, it's uh, either way. I'm good. You know, cool. You take them. The if San Francisco does it, great. Kyle Shanahan, awesome. Like you have no more excuses now, right? You you have 
you have two quarterbacks, you have a solid wide receiver room. Your defense should be top 10, top 12. You should be right back in the mix. You should be a playoff team, right? You should be a team that should at least get to the the divisional championship, the divisional round, right? That like that should be the at the very least, that's the bar. Divisional round is the bar. I think so. Right? Uh, I'm not I, too I mean, many expectations I, on a rookie. You know, I don't expect him to go to a Super Bowl or the NFC Championship. You know, get to the divisional round, win a couple games there. Like that would work. Yeah. So, the Niners, the Niners, if they're going to get that aggressive, they ha- it has to pay off right away. Yeah. Um, Julio Jones, you are more than welcome to San Francisco. Come on, baby. Everyone is down, and if if Kyle Shanahan and and John Lynch deem deem it be the right price, then they go do it. But we'll see yeah. how that goes. Um, last Can thing. I, oh, you got hey, some. You go, I, I wanted go to ahead, ask you. Que- I just wanted to ask you a question. I was just thinking about it. So you you know that my favorite position on the offensive side of the ball is tight end. You know, mm-hmm. you know how I feel about tight ends. Hey, I'm all about it. Bring them on. Yep. What What's your thought process on Delaney and us bringing bringing in tight ends to work out? I mean, obviously, it's a point of need. The Niners have made that known. But what do you think? I mean, what do you think about? Oh, look at that, CJ Ruthless Sports. That's exactly what I was thinking, Javi. What do you think about Delaney? I'm a big Delaney fan, especially from back in the day. Yeah, of um, course. mind you, he's a 36 year old man now, and. He's had a uh, lot of injuries. Yeah, I mean, he's an injury-prone type of player. But what do you think about you know the tight end two position? What are we looking at? I mean, what do you think? I think tight end two is a spot Kyle has been desperately looking for, right? Because Kittle goes out. You know, Kittle's going to miss two games a year. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like we can say that, and it's not we're not knocking Kittle. You know, he just he plays so ruthless, right? Kittle. He's going to get banged up because the way he plays, he's just a physical tight end. He's going to get banged up. You're going to want a guy who can kind of come in, kind of fill that role. Delaney, you know, if this was Delaney five years ago, I'd be like, hell yeah. Right. Delaney now it's like, yeah, I guess, you know, kind of like the Jordan Reed thing. Okay. Um, Kyle's looking for that tight end. Kyle's also looking for that wide receiver. He's Kyle's looking for something like he keeps bringing in all his wide receivers. He has a whole bunch of these tight end workouts. He's looking for something. Like if I had to choose between tight ends, like if Zach Ertz is available, if he gets cut by the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm calling for Zach Ertz, right? Okay. okay. I don't need I don't need Zach Ertz to be 120 catch Zach Ertz. I need him to be 45 catch Zach Ertz in, in San Francisco. Use him sparingly in the red zone, those things like that. With Delaney, I think Delaney's more so now just gonna be that blocker, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's just kind of where his value will be right now. I don't think he's gonna kill you with any routes. Um no, I think he's going to help out in the run game. You know, exactly. You kind of rotate with juice. You kind of you kind of create some really weird matchups nightmares for teams you know oh my gosh um, yeah with delaney yeah i'd welcome him in he's probably gonna be on a vet minimum won't cost much you're not trading any assets away uh the niners cut two players today they cut uh helm and josh johnson and then they signed uh andy jones not julio andy jones so they have one roster spot left so maybe that's for delaney walker maybe that's for julio jones maybe that's for zach Ertz. you know june 1st cuts are going to happen within the next 24 48 hours so we're going to see some guys be moved maybe the niners just kind of hoping that one of these guys gets cut, you know, cap casualties, or maybe that Julio trade gets done. But I think Kyle's looking for just someone to spell Kittle, kind of protect him from himself a little bit, yep, here, yep. kind of limit some of his snaps, kind of keep him healthier. You know, I think the 49ers would love to see a full 16, 17 games now of George <laughs> Kittle. You know, you don't want 13 or 14, you want the full 17. And I think Kittle could put up monster numbers if he kind of limits the snap count because he's always open when he's out there anyways. So um, Kyle's looking for some, and I'm, I'm with Delaney, you know, we'll have to see what he looks like, but he's been, he didn't play last year because of COVID. Even for that, I think he broke his ankle 
Um, so he's had some injuries, things yeah. like that. So we'll see what it looks like. But yeah, I'm I'm down. Okay. You? Yeah, I look, I'm it's hard not to think about the past, the Vernon Davis and Delaney Walker. You, you should know, have kept the, Delaney over Vernon, but whatever. I I mean, but I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this is I think they they understand the kind of player George is, and we've talked about that plenty of times. Like George George is you can't play like that and not get injured or not need a weekend off to be able to just kind of get yourself back on track. You know, George is going to need some help and, you know, they've drafted in the past, you know, whether it's a blocking tight end and obviously they don't feel comfortable about where they're at at tight end two right now. So they're going to be bringing people in. And if Delaney works, um, great. Even if it's just a blocking tight end, even if it's just, Hey, let's take some of this, some of the blocking duties off of George so we can just get him out in space and, and do what he does best out there. And I'm, I'm really hoping we can get some, we can get some Jack up George's t- touchdowns this year. You know, let's get, Jesus. let's get those yards. Let's get him some touchdowns. You know, this guy's out here. Getting, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. He's putting <laughs> up a lot of yards and just not as many touchdowns as you yeah. as you'd hope, but I think this would be a good opportunity. Let's, let's, keep this guy his energy up, take some blocking duties away and, and have George go out there in space. So let's see. I don't know if Delaney's the answer. Um, like you said, we'll let's see what happens with cuts and where we're at, but it's obviously a point and I'm all about it. Bring on the tight end, more tight ends, more tight ends. I'm all about I know it. You have like 20 on your fantasy teams. You're right. I did. I mean, I'm all about it. If they're there, I'm taking <laughs> them. Um, and then last thing before we get out of here, uh, the 49ers haven't even got to training camp. There's already an injury. Um, Jeff Wilson, unfortunately, tears his meniscus, uh, doing some weight training. Um, this is why you draft two running backs, right? You have Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell. That's why you go and and sign Wayne Gallman. I don't think the Niners are going to be hurting for this, right? I think, I don't think it's a huge deal that Jeff is going to be some time, four to six months. I think they, they planned accordingly and kind of Kyle Shannon runs through running backs, by the way, like he just, Next, Didn't please. It, next, and his dad. Next. Oh, I mean, his dad yeah. used to run running backs to the end of the ground, but that's all right. <laughs> so, I mean, Jeff Wilson, importance of his injury. It's unfortunate. I don't think it's anything to kind of like lose sleep over. I think the Niners would be just fine. I think this is kind of, I think this kind of gives an open door for Trey Sermon to be RB1. And people I, are going to hate that comp, like that, that topic, but I would rather have Trey Sermon as my RB1. And use Mostert sparingly, right? Because Mostert's like that Lamborghini. He's going to be in the shop. He might ding himself up a little bit here and there. But if I can keep him fresh for 10 to 12 carries a game, he's going to maximize those 10 to 12 opportunities, right? He's going to break off seven, eight, nine yard runs. Whereas Trey Sermon, he's going to give you those tough five, six yards. So I would definitely go with Trey Sermon at RB1. Raheem is RB2. And then you kind of work Elijah Mitchell in there, Wayne Gallman. um, So that way you have your four running backs. I I think... I don't think Jeff Wilson's injury is going to kill the 49ers in any capacity. I think uh, actually yeah. might actually help the Niners, you know? Yeah, we're going to find out. Four or six months, you know, Jeff could be back when the Niners might need, a, you know, a kick, you know, kick in the ass in the running back room. Maybe somebody goes down. Oh, there comes Jeff. He's back. So now we have that. And I think Jeff will start on the pup list. You don't got to worry about cutting him. He just kind of sits there until he's ready to play. So if yeah. he goes on pup, I think it's week eight or week, week six or week eight, he'll be back. So, I think that kind of works out well. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, it's unfortunate for Jeff, right? I mean, this is a guy who uh, we just signed that $2 million contract or so. And unfortunately, you know, he's got an injury, but 
you know, that, that money there was, I believe, fully guaranteed that entire two million. Because I know he was looking for some financial stability a little bit yeah. um, going into it. So, I mean, that's why these guys hold out, right? I mean, that's why these guys do this in case uh, of injuries. They want to make sure that they get theirs in a league where not all that money is always guaranteed. So, you know, unfortunate for him. But, yeah, I mean, that opens up a massive opportunity uh, for Sermon. And a, a, a massive opportunity. I'm really excited for him, too, because we're going to find out quicker than maybe we would have, you know, what he's all about, because I do think he's got, you know, running back one potential. And if you can mix up and keep Mostert healthy, I mean, that's like you said, that that's big time. If we can keep this guy, because, you know, I mean, there are stretches where every single time Mostert would hit the ground, it looked like he needed to come off for a few plays. I mean, he was laboring. So we needed, and we talked about this draft providing a lot of needed depth at very important positions for us. And right off the bat, boom, there's an example of it, an injury. But we went ahead and did what we needed to and drafted some running backs, even though I didn't think we maybe necessarily needed to. But, hey, here we 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 are. Here we are. And (laughs) Jeff's gone. And now Trey's up there running back one or two for the Niners. And and I think he'll I think he'll end up, you know, probably earning that running back one after a period of time. So unfortunate for Jeff, but awesome awesome depth protection that they they solidified for us through the draft so yeah who knows if, if trey turns out to be who i think he is and I, I think he's you know a similar version of cream hunt without the uh off-field stuff oh uh, yeah you know, okay. I, I think i think trey can be that cream hunt type of player for this offense pretty good run blocker i'm sorry pass blocker very good with his hands out of the backfield physical at contact can break away if he needs to he's not going to like run all the way away from you but he's going to give you remember how frank first started out you know, he's going to, he'll probably break off a 60 yard run before he gets caught. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit like that. So um, I think Trey might end up being RB one and all this when it all, come, when it all is said and done. Um, but yeah, the, the Niners are in a good spot, man. They, they drafted well. They've protected their assets. They, they have backup plans on backup plans for a lot of this stuff. I think we'll <laughs> find out soon about the wide receiver room and we'll see what's up with the tight end room. I think those are probably the only two things they need to do. Um, I think those are the only two things they actually do. I still think they need another pass rusher because I never can have enough pass rushers. But that's right. Um, that is that is basically what what we should expect for the 49ers in the next couple of days. Um, but that'll do it for tonight, man. Uh, glad to be back. Yes, it has been like twelve days. Busy, busy life. Let's do it again soon, Javi. Let's do yeah, it again soon. Yeah, we have to. We need to. Um, so we'll get to, we'll get back to we'll get back to a regular schedule here soon. Um, for anyone out there who doesn't know, we do have we still have the um, the uh, tray T-shirts that we've been working on. Again, the the, com- the proceeds are going to Wonder Wise, a uh, children's foundation for Christmas, basically giving out gifts, baskets, and things like that. So we're going to donate to that. Also, this is our YouTube page. With YouTube, please subscribe. Once we get to a thousand subscribers, I will give away a uh, George Kittle jersey, your choice, whether it's red, white or the uh, 94 throwback. I will be giving that out as Ooh. well. Um, and I come through. I always buy jerseys for your, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've been blessed. Javi's blessed me once or twice <laughs> over the, the, our history together. Absolutely. Um, let me pull this up so that way people can see it. <clears throat> yeah, so just go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube page. We'll give away the jersey. Once we get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, I will hand I'll do a drawing live and we'll get that out to you guys. Um, and then of course, you know, follow everything at 49ers Goldmine, follow the Twitter account for 49 Fourth and Gold Podcast at Fourth and Gold Podcast. 
then follow me on Twitter at Javier Vague underscore. Follow my guy Fernando here at DZ0880. And uh, keep keep an eyes, keep your eyes peeled. We got some more stuff coming, more video content, more uh, written content at the Goldmine website. Um, but until then, everyone stay safe, be careful out there, and uh, go Niners. We are a hundred days away from kickoff. Oh! So by the time you hear this, it'll be ninety nine. But until then, everyone stay safe. Peace. Peace.